We're back. Wait, what is that from? I can't even. Uh, Poltergeist, maybe? No. They're. It is Poltergeist. They're back. Yeah, but we're not. We are not they. We are. We are they to them. But we are we to us. Yes. We are not spirits in a TV. Trying to suck in Carol Ann. No, we're spirits in your headphones. Ooh. Or in whatever device you're playing this on. Yes. In your speakers. Yeah. We're in your ear hole. We're up in your ear hole. Yeah. Let's dial that one back. <laughs> Welcome to season two of my recorded therapy session. I mean, <laughs> my... Uh, Raising at the Hot Dogs End. Yeah, the Raising at the Hot Dogs End. Season two. No, we didn't realize <laughs> that we were going to take like a month's long break there in the middle. Well, you know, you got to get out into the, the 24 hour sunlight. You got to enjoy life while the getting, while the enjoying's good. Yeah. And that's what we did. Yeah, we went yeah. to Spain. Yeah, we went abroad. Look at you. We went to Germany. We went to Porcanes. Yeah. <laughs> we went to mm-hmm. Isafirder. We went to Akurere. Yeah. We went all around. It's yeah, great. I didn't go to any of those places. Where did we go? Well, my family came to visit. Oh, but we recorded right after they came to visit. Yeah, that was a good one. That was the last one. Now we've been on hi- hiatus. But we're back now. Now we're back. It is September. Mm-hmm. It is gray and cold outside. It is. But it has been a nice fall so far, actually. Yeah, it hasn't been too rainy and crazy. The foliage, but little there is of it, is changing colors. Yeah. Got a little yellow, got a little red. Yeah. It's not New England, but, you know. No. But there's a... There's some color. That's right. There's a snap in the air. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got our thermoses out, drinking hot beverages. Yes, on our walkover. Sweater boxes are down from the shelf. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's going to be... It's going to be a year. It's going to be a... It's going to be a fall. Good. Congratulations! It's a fall. I feel like we're we're sort of running into like the harsh realities of life a little bit now. You think so? Yeah, like going back to work, going back to school. Mm-hmm. It's not all fun and games, kids. I mean, it's a little bit exciting. That we, I was sort of ready to get back into our routine. Mm-hmm. So now we're refreshed. Are you? Well, you know, I've been sick. Oh yeah. Because there's been, it was a fresh batch of the children at the kindergarten. Oh, that's right. So they brought fresh cooties. Fresh goodies to you. No, but what I was, it, I, I, I feel like I'm being like slapped in the face by reality. Mm. It's like, wake up, get back, get back to work, get back to, get back to school, get back to the routine. Mm-hmm. And in some ways it's good. I've been to the gym a lot. Look at you. My body hurts. Mm-hmm. Shedding some of my summer weight. Mm-hmm. Um, but what are we going to talk about? Uh, we were talking about isms this time around. Isms. Yeah. As I like to say. Where there be humans, there be isms. There be isms. Yeah. No one is immune. No. I feel like we've been dancing around this topic for so long now. You think so? Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I guess mean, a little bit. We hint at it. We like, oh, we'll save it for another episode. We'll save that for another episode. Yeah. I think it's a good thing to talk about, though. It is. Because I, <clears throat> as lovely as Iceland is, it's it's populated by human beings. Mm-hmm. So it's not utopia. Not perfect. And you've been here for how long now? A year and something, like a couple. You're in change. Yep. Okay. What are your what's what's your impression? Well, that's so very broad. I'm leaving things broad for you to just like riff as you will. Right. What's my impression overall? I think Icelanders try really hard to just 
Or not they try really hard. I think they just take people for who they are. At face value. At face value. Because they don't have... They have very few preconceived notions about people. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are... American culture has infiltrated quite a bit. So there are quite a few preconceived notions about different groups of people. For instance, this was years ago. I was at a Christmas party and there was a little girl who, how old was she? I want to say she was like seven, maybe eight. And she kept coming up to me or like walking by me and going like, yo, yo. And I was like, what is she doing? And for a while, I didn't understand. I was just like baffled. I was like, I don't understand. I was like, why is she doing that? And then I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> she thinks she's being like black cool and saying yo. To the black lady. Yes. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, that's what's happening. Okay. <laughs> I was like, that is so bizarre. Uh-huh. So there, there can be like little things like that. And, of course, you know, they want to touch your hair, the little kids. If you're... Not white. They're like, what is this on your head? It's hair. It's hair. But they're kids, so I don't mind. And, you know, maybe if they touch my hair, they, you know, won't be looking crazy at the next black person they see. Yeah. It's like public service you've done there. (laughs) A little bit. A little bit. Like, let me just be an ambassador. Yeah. So you can be like, yeah, not all black people are like the people in, I I don't know what you're saying about my people. How much is your ambassador salary? Well, I get paid nothing. Oh, you don't get paid to be an ambassador. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. Yeah, that sounds like it's kind of a drag then to be an ambassador all the time. A little bit. That sounds like that might really wear you down. A little. A little. But, you know, that's that's kind of what happens when you are uh, other. Yeah. Regardless of whether, whether or not you want to do it. Yeah. You know? It's like your interaction with this person is maybe the only one they ever have in their life. I had a really strange ambassador moment. It wasn't actually here. It was when we were in Connecticut. Okay. And uh, it was after the election. Mm -hmm. And one of the mothers at our daughter's preschool came and invited me to one of her, like, mommy get-togethers during the day. Mm -hmm. And uh, I thought it was odd because she'd never really talked to me before or said anything to me before. But... Mm -hmm. Um, I, I never really connected with the parents at the preschool. Oh, okay. I didn't, I, we, you know. No kindred spirits among them. No. I just felt like most of, like most everyone at the preschool, they're like working during the day and like mm. pick the kids and like, I'm just like super tired. But like, there was like a handful of people there who had time during the day to like get together and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. A couple of stay at home parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we went to this woman's house and once we got there, it sort of became clear that, oh, she wanted to, like, um, she wanted, she felt like the need to, like, bridge gaps in the community because she felt like the community had been so, what do you call it, like, uh, fragmented after the election. Mm-hmm. The people were feeling, like, very hurt, and she wanted to, like, b- you know, bring everyone together. Okay. <sighs> yeah. And so she felt it would be good to bring, like, the gay parent there, oh. and she said that, she, you know, that I could be, like... An ambassador to sort oh, of like explain, God, no. explain oh, sorry. Go how ahead. we're how how we're not uh, how we're not any different, and in honor of my of my uh, visitation to their uh-huh. foreign planet, they decided they were all going to sit down and watch an episode of the show called Modern no. Family. No, with ha- and they no. have like no. 
Jonas. They have some gay gay parents. You're making this shit up. No, no, I, I really not. I'm really not. Oh, God, people. Um, so I stayed for one drink, and she was about to put the video on, and I was like, I'm sorry, really, I would love to be able to stay, but I... I gotta go trim my toenails. I, 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 really, I really can't stay. I can't, I can't stay for this. So I got out of there. Oh, was, my God. I was feeling super othered and not great about life in general. Yeah. yeah, when that kind of stuff happens, it's just like, what the fuck? If you were concerned about people not feeling included in your community, you think now is the time? Yeah. To just be like, oh, well, now since, you know, this horrible thing has happened in politics, maybe I should get the gay over. Yeah, the gay, exactly. It's like, what? Fuck you. Yeah. I am not here to be. No. Yeah. No. Don't feel my hair. I'm not going to explain modern travel to you. I know. <laughs> I'm not here to educate you. Google is free. Yeah. If you really want to, like, delve into what other people's experiences are, there's so much you can do without putting the onus on that marginalized group yeah. to like explain because we've been explaining and explaining and explaining and explaining for a long ass time yeah. there's tons of books movies literature it's all fucking out there if you the really want to internet know. if you want to know if you really want to know you can put in the fucking effort to research the shit yourself yeah you really can it's, it's, it's about like their gesture more than it is about any sort of any genuine curiosity mm-hmm. to me that that's what it is yeah or it's she like just wanted to make herself feel better yeah Yes, exactly. So um, it's great, though, because we live in Iceland now. And so we've been able to pull all that behind us. <laughs> we've been able to move out of that sort of like we're post-race, post-gender, post-sexuality here in this utopia known as Iceland <laughs> where they got it all figured out. <laughs> Not right? exactly. Not no. exactly. Not exactly. Yeah. Do you want to talk about Sana? Oh, yeah, let's. I like her. I like her, too. She's very cool. She's, how young is she? How old is she again? Um, She's way younger than we are. Yeah. Not as young as my kids. No. She has a college degree. Mm-hmm. So I want to put her in her 20s. Yeah. She's 20-something. Yeah. And she's on the city council. How about that? Mm-hmm. How about that, 20-somethings? Mm-hmm. Repping the Socialist Party. Yeah. And she is biracial. Yes. She is uh, Tanzanian and Icelandic by ethnic, if you want to get her ethnic uh, whatever. Damn. Profile. Yeah. Um, but grew up in Iceland right. with her mom. But she often gets the like, oh, your Icelandic is so good. She's like, well, yeah, I'm Icelandic. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> How'd you learn to speak the Icelandic so good? <laughs> but she did not grow up, you know, like in the Range Rover mm. and, uh, and not at uh, all. And that sort of set. Yeah, single parent household. Right. Her mom working two, three jobs to hold it together. Right. Which you don't really think about in Iceland. You don't really have that vision of Iceland because, especially nowadays, you have the idea of like they have the smallest gender pay gap. Right. Um, there's a lot of or social support. So that a lot of people aren't left behind is the idea. But from what I gather, just from reading the interview with Sana, is that that's, it, there are a lot of people that are falling through the cracks. Absolutely. A lot, and especially immigrants mm-hmm. who don't have a network of support here already. Right. They don't have family here. Mm-hmm. They don't have wealth that's already accumulated here. Mm-hmm. They're not moving from, you know, a giant 
first world country, perhaps. Right. That that it's super hard to move here mm-hmm. to, or to end up here. Yeah. And have to have to make ends meet because it is wildly expensive. It is. And to start from scratch. Yeah, and to start from scratch. It's yeah. Rent, mm-hmm. just the basic food. Yep. And then the plethora of other costs. Mm-hmm. And I think there there's like a level of assumption that like I think there's also these assumptions that everyone like has like a certain level of technology in their life, mm-hmm. internet, smartphones that they know how to like navigate the the internet to be able to do the things that you need to do in life, like right. file forms and mm-hmm. do your taxes and get your kids enrolled in school and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But that's just not always the case. Yeah, I feel like that's especially hard because. And most other larger countries and bigger cities that have large immigrant immigrant populations, like they've had years to like figure out how to get people plugged into the system who have no idea what's going on. And even they really struggle. Like even in New York City, it is incredibly difficult. But in New York City, you'll have forums in like 20 different languages. Yeah. And you can find an interpreter for whatever language it is that you speak. It might take a few weeks. It may take some waiting on the phone for hours. But you will find there is a person that can help you. Right. Whereas here, it might be like, oh, you don't speak English? Uh, I don't, mm, I don't, I don't know, know what to do. What to do. Yeah. Mm. And then that person is just kind of left, like, flailing, trying to figure out how to even just... Get the basic support that they need. Yeah. Because they can't communicate. Yeah. And it's like, wow, that's... Yeah, that's rough. But And I feel like it's something that's not in the spotlight at all here. No. Not really. Because everything's great here. <laughs> everything everything is pretty. Everything is awesome. Everyone's very progressive. To quote the Lego movie. <laughs> <laughs> everything is awesome. Yeah. And I feel like the like the foreign media just like trips over themselves to talk about how Iceland's got it so right. Yeah. Remember that there was that video about Icelandic men and how sensitive yeah. they are? Yeah. And how what was that? What did how that come from? Feminists. I don't remember. I don't remember. It's like, yeah, sure. Plenty, yeah, there are plenty of Icelandic men that are feminists, and there are plenty of Icelandic men that are misogynistic assholes. Absolutely. That marry women from foreign countries, bring them over here on some farm, and totally abuse them, and nobody, the woman tries to get help, and everybody's like, what do you mean? So-and-so is such a nice guy. And she's like, just, she's shit out of luck. What's yeah. she going to do? She doesn't have any recourse. She's in Bubblefuck, Iceland. By herself. Yeah, and if she's lucky enough to speak English, mm-hmm. maybe she can get some sort of help. Otherwise, yep. Not like she has a community here at all. Kanye shrug. Yeah, you're screwed. Yeah. The, the the idea that we keep on coming back to is that Iceland, yes, it can be progressive in some ways, mm-hmm. but I think it's 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 been pat on the back too much. Mm-hmm. It's it's like a, it's sort of a. So sometimes so self-satisfied with itself that it, it's hard for it to see its own Yeah, its own faults. Its yeah. own faults. Yeah. And I mean, of course, Iceland is doing many great things. But there's always room for improvement in any society. I sometimes... I've, I've, I've talked to some people at workplaces about some things that have made me uncomfortable here. Mm-hmm. Some of the times the way people are, are talked about trans people or... Mm. Like some people in the LGBTQ community, blah, blah, blah. some people in like the gay community, how mm-hmm. they're talked about. And, you know, it's kind of pissed me off. Yeah. And 
I'm not the kind of person who likes to be confrontational, actually. Mm-hmm. But whenever I find myself in those situations, I now make myself mm-hmm. make a stink. Right. Because you I feel just, like you got to represent, yeah, right? Yeah, got to. Got to do you it. You feel the pressure. You feel like, God damn it. I think I was talking about this the other day. Like, like, Caitlyn Jenner was at the butt of some joke. Yeah. And you don't, you do not want to defend Caitlyn Jenner because she's an asshole. But you're like, to, but God damn it, she's I, a trans person. I feel like I need to stand up for her. I mean, if the joke is about <laughs> some horrible thing that Caitlyn Jenner, the person, has done. Yeah. I, I'm no holes barred. Yeah. But if it crosses that line into ostracizing a group of people who are already so ostracized yeah. and already so put down. Yeah. Then that's where you got to like stop and say, nope, this is not okay. Yeah. Can't do this. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I feel like, especially in an Icelandic workplace, I'm heard, mm-hmm. but so often I feel like I'm dismissed with this sort of like, oh, you're so damaged. You're so sensitive because you've ha- you've lived in America so yeah. long. Yeah. Don't worry now. You're in Iceland now. Yeah. We don't have these problems. <laughs> we don't have these problems. We're not we're, we're, we're not homophobic here. And you kind of want to be like, yeah, because I came from the United States that's ripe with all of these problems. I know exactly what that shit looks like. Exactly. So I'm telling you, oh, I see it here. There it is. Yeah. Aha. Uh-huh, I recognize this. And it's my experience, too. Yeah. I just feel like I don't get a lot of I don't, I don't get a lot, a lot of listening. here. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of like, let me demonstrate for you <laughs> my little. My little theater of tolerance. Yeah. And let me tell you about my gay uncle. (laughs) (laughs) I have a black friend. Yeah. You're like, oh, do you really? Because if you had a black friend, I don't think you would. If this person was truly your friend. Yeah. I just, I just really wish that, especially in the workplace, I wish that, that people, um, or the person who matters, Mm -hmm. that is like whoever is setting that tone in the office. I wish right. that person would listen, like mm-hmm. really listen, mm-hmm. because I'm not doing it to like I'm not making a stink to um, yeah, just to make waves, just to cause. yeah, because I'm pissed off. Yeah, in fact, I'd rather not make a stink. Like mm-hmm. it's not in my nature to yeah, it's very uncomfortable. To be stink- yeah, it's super uncomfortable. And if I like if I like make myself uncomfortable enough to bring to bring it up, mm-hmm. I just want someone to be like, oh, I'm s- mm-hmm. I'm sorry about that. To just fucking acknowledge that it happened, yeah, and it's problematic. Yeah, and that I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't gaslit, mm-hmm. lighted, or gaslit, yeah. or whatever not, the word it's, is. It's not that you're being sensitive. Yeah, it's not that you imagined it. None of that. It's like, oh, that happened. That's fucked up. Yeah, exactly. But you know, I feel like someone used who was it? Was it Jay Smooth? I think he made a video about how people should talk about isms like having spinach in your teeth. Like, it doesn't make you a bad person that you've been walking around looking like an idiot with food in your teeth. Yes. So when somebody points it out, it's like, oh, you got something stuck in your teeth. That's how it should be if somebody points out something that's problematic that you've said or done. That you're just like, oh, you may not have noticed, but that was racist, homophobic, xenophobic, whatever it was. Yeah. Let me just point that out so you can, like, get that. Yeah. Take care of that. So then you just, oh, really? I'm sorry. I didn't realize. Let me... Pull that, that racism out of my teeth. Yeah, let me pull that. Well, let me just get that a little bit of racism. Sorry, I'm so sorry. Let me let me just turn away for a moment. Handle that. Here we are. All good. Yeah. You know, because it doesn't mean that you're a bad person. No. It means maybe that you're ignorant. That your uh, your entitlement probably has just blinded you to other people's experiences. Yeah. Because humans, and this again, it's just humans. I'm. I, because I hate it when people think 
It's like, oh, you're just picking on straight white men. It's like, no, this is, this is a human thing. Humans have a hard time understanding something they haven't experienced themselves, no matter how much somebody else tells them. Mm-hmm. I'm having this experience. They don't truly understand that. Like you can tell a child, don't touch that. It's hot. What does the kid do? They go to touch it because it's like, oh, it's hot. And they don't they don't believe you. They once they touch, they're like, oh, oh, it's hot. You're right. They have to have that experience. Yeah. yeah. So you're like, yeah, I told you it was hot. But this is like on a much bigger scale. Right. I told you I was having that experience. Like, just like with police brutality in America, black people have been saying really fucked up shit is happening to us for like a long ass time. Yeah. But until everybody had camera phones and started videotaping the shit, they're like, oh, it's gotten so bad. It's like, no. It has always, gotten bad. It's it has been. always been like this. Yeah. But now you are seeing it. Yeah. Now you're like, oh, that's actually happening. What you, you were telling the truth the whole time. Yeah. Well, go figure. Yeah. Really? I was right about my experience. In some ways, because um, I feel like racism and isms in general, homophobia, mm-hmm. is so much higher in the mix in America. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's closer to like the top of our national consciousness. Yeah. I'm not saying that it's a better situation. No. At all. No. And I'm not saying that everyone's working on it. No. And I'm not, not saying all. that like it's but- on the mend. But because it's so high in our consciousness, I feel like at least we, we have like a common vocabulary when we talk about these there things. There is. And there is. And you know, there's a certain etiquette about it. Yeah. Like, you know, in the workplace, you don't talk about race, religion, politics. You don't bring that shit up very casually in no. the workplace. You no. just know that in American workplaces. And if you and, do, you do it with a huge amounts of responsibility. Yeah. Like there is like diversity training there. Are, so people know how to work with each other without saying something stupid. And you know that you might say something yes, really stupid, Yeah, like you're too. aware of that. You think about it. Yeah. But... Here, not so much. No. Here, it's like, oh, let me make a black joke and a Polish joke. Oh, wasn't that funny? No, it wasn't fucking funny. But it's okay. I'm not racist. Yeah, but I'm not... I'm not yeah. racist. I I'm love not Polish racist. people. I'm just... Yeah. I, I have a Polish know. uncle. <laughs> I have a Polish uncle. <laughs> <laughs> I have a black Polish uncle. <laughs> it's so fine. Those two jokes weren't bad at all. <laughs> like, no, first of all, they weren't funny. And they were offensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think my cohort here, like the people who I associate myself with here, mm-hmm. I think they're just not as used to like listening to and talking and reading about about privilege and about race and about sexuality and gender and things like this. Mm-hmm. You think there's probably like a much more about like sexuality and gender than they are about race. Yeah. I mean, because I don't think people are like. People, I think, read about race because maybe it's a small like echo of what's being talked about in America. Mm-hmm. But it's not like a natural topic yeah. here, a conversation. Yeah. No, it's not. And it's often like uh, kind of novel. Like exactly. it's a novelty. It's like, oh, what is this? Oh, oh that's so interesting. Is that just happening in America? Is that how it is? Like, well, yeah, and it's kind of like that here. Yeah. My child, for the first time in his life, he's 12, lived in the United States his whole entire life. Wasn't until he moved here that someone decided to call him the N-word. Unbelievable. Yep. But do you feel like people give you the room to even say stuff like that? To say... To talk about your own experience? Mm-hmm. I don't know that I've ever been... Like, in what way? What do you well, mean? I just feel like when the topic of sexuality comes up, mm-hmm. I'm, like, talked to about how things are in Iceland. 
because okay. my experience here and my time here can't possibly be valid because I'm not an Icelander. Oh, uh, okay. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm told, like... Oh, this this is your experience here. And yeah. You're like, um... Or, or like, this is, the, this is the way Iceland is. Iceland is, oh, like, yeah. is, very, is very, very tolerant when it comes to, to, mm-hmm. to sexuality. It's very, very tolerant when it comes to same-sex families, which it is absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, when it comes to legislation. Yeah. Iceland is way behind on LGBT protections, on... Uh, hate crime legislation mm-hmm. and we know personally as a family with two fathers that there are all sorts of rights that our kids don't have because they don't have a mother mm-hmm. our kids couldn't get citizenship yeah even though both of their parents are icelanders mm-hmm. i mean icelandic, me, citizens. icelandic citizens i'll, re- I'll restate that <laughs> they still couldn't get citizenship yeah. how fucked up is that yeah we had to apply to parliament and send all these letters and beg Mm-hmm. To, you know, for them to give our kids citizenship so we could all move back here as a family. You know, so we didn't have to leave our seven-month-old at the airport in right. New York. Wow. <laughs> it's just mind-blowing. Yeah. It's like, oh, but we don't, we can't fill out this form where it says mother. Well, exactly. Or like, we did fill out <laughs> like, the form mm-hmm. and we crossed out mother and we put in like parent one, parent two. Mm-hmm. And we got a big uh, nope from the National Registry. Wow. Like, oh, that doesn't work here. Hmm. Yeah, it was super. That that's. I feel like that's really really fucked up. Yeah, well, because then it's like invalidates your existence. Not like my existence. Your, my kids' existence. When I'm saying you, I mean like your family. Like yeah. your fam- Your family is invalid. Yeah. And it's one thing when you're fucking around with my existence. Mm-hmm. Man, it really bothers me. When it's your kids. Yeah. Yeah. Because they they didn't decide to have yeah. this this as their family. Mm-hmm. And even if they didn't, or even if they did, like, fuck you. This is our family. Like, yeah. there's, there's, we, we should have the same rights as, as everyone else here, too. Yeah, we didn't cross the ocean for this bullshit. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> really did not. Give us the passport and step aside, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so as far, yeah, I don't know that I've... But people want to explain to me how good things are here instead of, like, listening to my experience. Yeah. I don't know that people want to ex- have... I don't know that anything has come up that people have wanted to explain race relations in Iceland to me. You don't feel like people need to demonstrate their tolerance for you? No. I mean, on occasion, somebody will be will tell a story like, oh, you know, I once met a black person and was nice to them. <laughs> oh, my God. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> that's great. And I'm like, okay. Like, they'll want to do that. Yeah. Like, oh, I know a black person. Good for you. Bully for you. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say to that. I guess just to show that Icelanders are tolerant in some way. I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's, apart from like however society is set up here mm-hmm. and the fact that like there's not a great deal of diversity mm-hmm. in Iceland society. Yeah. When it comes to when, when it comes to like people of color, especially. Mm-hmm. Which is why, the, you know, this interview with Sana is so interesting. Yeah. And I just want to mention that you read this in... What is this? Iceland Review. Iceland Review. And it is issue four from 2018. It's, it's, the, it's I think, maybe the brand new issue, August, September 2018. Yeah. And there's, a, there's an interview with her. And it's quite, it's quite, she she's, she's a smart kid, you know? She is. And she's like, no, this is my experience. I'm an Icelander, and I've had this experience in yeah. Iceland. Yeah. Of people speaking to me in English because they think I'm not Icelandic. And then apologizing. And I've had I've spoken to other people of color who have lived in Iceland for a long time, 
And they get that a lot. Like this initial speaking to them in English. And then, you know, if they respond in Icelandic, then they're, the Icelander is very apologetic. And it's like, no, you don't need to be. It's not because it like yeah. you had somehow thought less of them. Right. But now that they know you speak Icelandic, it's a different story. Yeah. Now you're a better person somehow. Which is ridiculous. And it's just like, oh, my God. But there's a lot of, um, at least what I've heard from these other people, is that there's a lot of racial discrimination, but it's also just the general, if you're not Icelandic, discrimination. Yeah. Which isn't, it's not a conscious thing, but there's a lot of like, oh, you're you're not one of us. It's a very subtle like, mm, okay. My experience is very limited mm-hmm. because I'm a white person. I could probably pass for an Icelander. Mm-hmm. And I can, I can speak Icelandic well enough that, I mean, if you get into a conversation with me, you'll know that I'm not a native Icelandic speaker. Mm-hmm. But that said, by the time I've gotten there, I feel like I've gotten... You've gotten the cool points. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, I've gotten I've gotten accepted enough where, like, I don't yeah. know. I, I, I don't... My experience doesn't include a lot of othering mm-hmm. for that reason. Yeah. Other reasons yeah. for having a same-sex family, mm-hmm. we get othered. Yeah. Once they get to know you and they're like, wait a minute, you, you're married to a man? Well, you married to a man. You have children? You have children? What do you? What is this? And the question we get all the time, we never got this question in America. Mm-hmm. We get this question all the time in Iceland. Well, who's your kid's father? Like who? Like who? Who's who is the who's yeah. who's the real father? <laughs> well, we're, we're both their fathers. No, no, no. Who's the real father? Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> it's like, do you walk up to like heterosexual couples and ask them that kind of shit? It's like, how is that any of your business? Well, we kind of we it's could, like we whose tr- genes do they actually have? It's like, well, a lot of times we'll rephrase, <laughs> we'll, we'll rephrase the question for them, and they're like, and we'll say, oh, do you want to know? Whose sperm we use to fertilize the embryos for our children, and, and then does that make it make them realize how fucking invasive it is? Yeah, a lot of times I'll be like, "Oh, well, I mean, no, that's fine," you know, like. But that's what they're asking. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's 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 it totally is. And the other thing is that um, a lot of times I'll be like, "Well, what did you want me to ask?" Mm-hmm. And we'll say like, "Well, you could just say, hey, you have a beautiful family.' Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. that's fine. How about it? none of it is your any of your business? Yeah." I also, we don't, I don't like, it's not that big of a deal to us, like, who is genetically linked to who in the family. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I think we'll just, we'll just shrug that question off. Like, mm-hmm. it's just not, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Because the more I think we protest and the more we sort of him and haw about it, especially if the kids are there. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that signals to them, that. like, it actually matters. When it, yeah. It doesn't actually does that yeah humans yeah none of your goddamn business yeah <laughs> there's so much that could be so handled if you just mind your damn business just be nice just be nice it's like how is that helpful to anybody yeah in any kind of situation but I guess there is like a curiosity here where people think that they can just sort of ask you whatever they want mm-hmm. yeah you can be curious that me but you ain't owed that information yeah. it's not owed to you in general, though, I have to say we've had good interactions with people here. Mm-hmm. Like when it comes to the kids' preschool, I feel super supported by, like they they're, they're very inclusive there. Mm-hmm. When it comes to like parents and parenting and kinds of parents and different kinds of families and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, 
they don't make too big a deal about it. They make like just enough of a deal about it. What is what is just enough of a deal about it? Like when they talk in school, they don't talk about moms and dads. They just talk about parents. Oh, okay. Yep. Which is a great idea. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't get too gendery in in school. Yeah. Whereas at home, things got a little gendered, mm-hmm. especially when they would talk about, you know, like we go to the the, the uh, library and they'd have like mommy and me time. Mm, and... Yeah, there's a lot of that. And there's like a Mother's Day thing, a Father's Day thing, a, you know. Right. Yeah. I remember also being in like one of those mommy and me times and they do, they did the wheel on the bus song. Mm-hmm. And on the in the wheel on the bus, the wheels on the bus song, the mommy got to say, I love you to the baby. Mm-hmm. And the daddy got to say, Hush, hush, hush. Like he was oh, like the one who was like. Like the disciplinarian. The disciplinarian, exactly. Oh, God. But um, here it's been nice. Mm-hmm. We haven't had a lot of like gendered stuff when it comes to, to, to parents. I yeah. feel like, I think it also, don't you feel like fathers here take a, like a more, like a greater role in parenting here? Mm-hmm. No, I would say that. Um, I mean, I feel like where I work, there's a similar kind of accepting all-inclusive type of environment and especially like i mean we do have a few same-sex parents at the school but also like with the kids like there's a child that sometimes likes to wear dresses and sometimes doesn't like to wear dresses and nobody says anything about like there's no like oh you know discussion about it that's just what that child is wearing and i was like oh that's great yeah that really is great it's fantastic um but what what was your other question? I missed it. What did you say? No, I was just I I just I just like the fact that um, oh fathers that fathers yeah. yes the, yeah that fathers do participate more here they do participate more and I feel like that's supported by legislation like that yes. men get uh, paternity leave yes and as so, as a, as like a matter of law yeah and it's not the sort of paternity leave that they can like pass off to the mother right it's like you just you had take a, that time you had a child yeah. Go tend to that. I think the I think the rule isn't. I think it's like three three months for the mother, three months for the father, and three months to divvy up between the two of you. I think that's the way it is. I have no idea, but I, th- I just know there's a hell of a lot more than in the United States. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what I know. Yeah, it's nice though that it, it that that happens because I, I was at the zoo earlier today, and there was like a roving gang dad. No. A, a roving gang of dads. Yes, they were yes. a roving dad gang. That's what I meant to say. There's a roving dad gang. Mm-hmm. And they had, like, all their toddlers with them. Mm-hmm. It was, like, seven dudes. And they were, like, bro dudes. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? With their babies. Yeah. With their, Just, like, enjoying a day at the zoo with their kiddos. Yeah. No moms in sight. That's great. Yeah. Fucking A, that's great. Because I got to say, in the mommy groups, like, back when I had little ones, when they were toddlers, it was almost exclusively mommies. And a friend of mine was a stay-at-home stay dad at the time. He wasn't living in New York. But he just always felt like he couldn't find any groups of parents to hang out with that were, like, mixed. Or he would always be the only dad. Yeah. It would be, like, the stay-at-home moms and him. And his friends would be like, oh, you're what are you doing? Like, you're, you're staying at home with the kids? Why are you? And I was just like, well, yeah. They're his children, too. Yeah. Why shouldn't he? Why shouldn't he stay home with his kids? What the fuck? But here, it's. I feel like it's much more like, of course, you've had children. You need to spend time taking care of your children. They're I, yours. I feel like when we were in Connecticut, we would. I would always hear moms talk about 
how the dad was babysitting the kids. Yes. And oh, here, I hate that so much. Here I never hear women talk about their husbands babysitting uh-huh. the kids. Babysitting the kids? What? Yeah. He's not a babysitter. <laughs> he is a parent. And I think that that three months that they got to take with the kid, mm-hmm. that that does a lot towards like making you a like a, mm-hmm. a mindful child care provider. Yes. And understanding. Because mm-hmm. even if you are the primary breadwinner and you're male... It, just taking that time and knowing what it is to take care of a child. Yeah. Like not appreciate so much. Yeah. It's not if you're just staying at work and never actually experiencing that. It's easy to be like, oh, you know, what are you doing at home all day? Like, that's the kind of person that has that question. This yeah. person who has never had to be at home with a child all day. And on the other side of that, I feel like it works against this idea of a, like the cult of mommyhood. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, we've got the mommy and me time and you've got like... Elevating the role of like mother to something that's like, that's that's uh, yeah. She must be all things all the time. All the time, yeah. Mm-hmm. And not that like elevating women and and their motherhood is not you know not that that's a bad thing. No, not at all. But it's just making this unattainable goal of like what motherhood should be. But it, it also makes it super gendered. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like elevating the role of primary caretaker mm-hmm. could be a better way to go about it. Yeah, because there's more than just moms who are doing that. Yeah. It's a hard fucking job. Yeah, super hard. So that's something nice linkage, right? Yeah, I feel well better. Better. <laughs> yes, let's not use absolutes. Because no. <laughs> that's what gets us into these messes whenever we're like, oh, we've got it figured out. No. It's like, no, no, you don't. Speaking of, like, I feel like why we're having this this discussion is is because no place is perfect. And Iceland is not perfect in these different ways we've been been discussing. But um, I remember hearing a conversation, or I think it was on Facebook, I saw something about, I can't remember who it was. So some politician was doing something stupid in Iceland. And someone responded like, oh, well, you know, this person will never, you know, be empowered to, you know, enact these crazy ideas. That'll never happen. You know, we'd never let that happen. Mm -hmm. And I just remember seeing that and being like, oh, my God, don't do that. It's like you have to be ever vigilant because that's what happened in the United States. People were like, oh, come on. Donald Trump is a nut job. There's no way. It's like, no, there is a way. And it happens. And it happens. Yeah, and it did happen. And it did happen. Mm -hmm. So when people are saying crazy shit and doing crazy shit and the people that it's affecting are saying, oh, this is seriously fucked up. This could be really bad. Yeah. Listen. People have real experiences. Yeah. They're like actual things that happen. It's not something they made up. They're not being sensitive. That's what's happening. Yeah. And I feel like Icelanders sort of, um, they rely on their humanity and they rely on their like trust that they're going to do the right thing Mm -hmm. and that each other are going to do the right thing Mm -hmm. more sometimes than codifying laws. Yeah. Updating their laws mm. and keeping things in check with a legal system. Mm. And it's got to be hard to do that with 300,000 people. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's got to be hard to, like, make hard, fast rules about everything. Especially mm-hmm. when you're a country that does, that's not, like, super into hard and fast rules. Yeah. But um, I was just thinking about, like, you, you were talking about the there's a kid in, in your school who likes to wear dresses sometimes and likes to wear... Um, like traditionally male clothes sometimes mm-hmm. and that this, the, the school is a safe place for that to happen 
Right. Which is an awesome thing. And mm-hmm. all schools should be a safe place for that to happen. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's part of, like, school's regulations. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's part of, like, any formalized right. system. Mm-hmm. I think that happens at your school, and that's really great. And I think that if that sort of thing did happen at, at my kid's preschool, it would also be okay. Mm-hmm. And I feel I put great trust into into those schools, and I congratulate them for creating environments like that. Mm-hmm. But like I know that the legislation surrounding intersex kids mm-hmm. and transgender kids is not present here. It's not there. It's just mm-hmm. not. And in fact, intersex kids are subject to hormone therapy, mm-hmm. surgery, even mm-hmm. to make them fit into the binary. Right. Which I mean, it's been shown over and over and over again that. Doing it's that with damaging. an intersex kid yeah. is incredibly risky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and can end up da- not not just physically damaging them, but like yeah. psychologically damaging yeah, them of course. just the rest of their life. Yeah, because if you pick, if not that they are ever going to necessarily be on one end of the spectrum or the other, but if you choose "quote unquote" wrong, or it's not your choice. Yeah. Because then they're going to grow up and be and like, you "What the have, fuck?" And you don't, and you don't <laughs> this have, is not me. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no there's, there's no choice that needs to be made. Yeah, yeah. There's no choice that needs to be made. But it would be nice if, if it's almost like okay, guys, let's be responsible about this and and make the laws make that need to be made. Law. Yeah, that's a good point. Because even though the society in general is pretty accepting of of all kinds of people, having laws is to back those vulnerable people up. Is very necessary. Especially when we see what happens in America when you don't... Exactly. When anything can happen. Exactly. Exactly. Because even... what Radical I, views can just surface suddenly and what, take hold. What I find so horrifying in the United States is that there, there will be laws that are put in place to protect certain groups or to right certain wrongs. Like, you know, for, for example, school integration. Yeah. And laws to prevent redlining or to prevent... Um, Gerrymandering. Yeah. And once things start to improve as a result of having those laws, people will come in and be like, oh, we don't need those laws anymore because, yeah. look, everything is fine now. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 no. They're only getting better and becoming fine now because of those laws. As soon right. as you take that away, everything just goes back into the shit. Yeah. And so it would be really great if Iceland could get like in front of any of that madness and be like, great, while we're already in this place where... People are feeling safe. Like, we just make make sure it's like, oh, just write that down. Make sure. Don't fuck with people. Yeah. Don't be a discriminant asshole. Let's formalize this. Yeah, just FYI. Let's put it in black and white. <laughs> Let's not be afraid of, of commitment. Yeah. <laughs> let's decide this is what let's we want to be. Let's put a ring on it. Yeah, let's put a ring on this one. <laughs> <laughs> don't you feel like commitment, like, is not... Like, even marriage here, like, people don't get married until they've had, like, three kids, and they really know that this is where it's going to go. Yeah, and they've been together for years and years. Yeah. yeah. Not that that's a bad way to go about marriage. No, it's not. But, like, as, like, a, as like an indicator of, like, commitment level, mm-hmm. I feel like maybe other things they need to get more more behind, you know? It's like, more, we, let's commit to, to, to this, too. Yeah. Yeah. I that. Yeah. I didn't realize that's what I thought until we've had this discussion, actually. Mm-hmm. You know? About the... About... About formalizing... Oh, protections. Protections, yeah. Marginalized groups. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And about formalizing, like, a certain mentality. Mm -hmm. Because it's here. Yeah. I think it is. It is. And I don't think it's just in Reykjavik, either. I feel like 
talking to some um, uh, Kisi's family who mm-hmm. are like an East Kurdish or an Akureyri. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it's yeah, it's, it's it's in the nation. Yeah, it goes back to that whole like letting just people be who they are. Exactly, thing. a very like live and let live society. Yeah. So if we can just you just write it down. Really? If we could just write that down just real quick. Write it down real quick. Make sure everybody's on the same page. <laughs> And the people who are on the same page, just show them the page and see, that's what we're doing now, guys. Here's a memo. Yeah, the people that might have some spinach in their teeth are just like, oh, wait, wait, wait. You remember? <laughs> we're on this. this, this no spinach in the old teeth here. So here you go. You got a little something there. <laughs> FYI. Yeah. So this was in, I want to say it was like in the first couple of weeks that we got here. A friend of mine, or t- I may have mentioned this already in the podcast. A friend of mine was like, oh, you can, if you're looking for stuff to do with the kids, the library has a pretty good selection of like English language books and also like comics. So if the kids are into comic books, it's something you could go check out. Right. And she's like, as long as they, you know, have their Kinetalas, they can get a library card. I was like, awesome. Something to do. So we head down to the library. Um, and uh, there's an older woman there. And I'm like, I, is this where I go to get, is this, it was just the front desk. I was like, is this where we get library cards? And mm-hmm. she was like, yeah. And she was like, but, and I was like, oh, they have Kinatalas before she could finish saying what she was going to say. And what, what, what it was, which was. Which I, after I said, oh no, they have Kinatalas. Mm-hmm. And she was like, but do they have ID? And I was like, they have Kinatalas, which is basically your ID. Yeah, it's what it's, everyone uses here. It's the number that the government gives you. Is like, this is you. Yeah. All of your information is attached to that little number. Yeah. Everything, you, you, if you got a Kenatala, you can do anything. And she was like, oh, but they, you know, she just kind of shrugged and was like, you know, like, and kind of was looking at him. I was like. Did she think that your tweens had, like, stolen an Icelander's identity? I don't know. Oh she was like, God. these little brown children can't possibly have Kenatalas, can they? <sighs> or they can't be real Kenatalas. I, You know, I, I need to see some form of ID. I was like, oh, my God. Thanks. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, this goes back to, the like, needing things codified, like, written into law. Mm-hmm. Because the same... Or like a policy at work or a policy at the library. How do you treat people? Yes. Because even though you could go somewhere in the United States and have a racist fucking ass of a librarian, she may purse her lips and be in a huff and take two hours to do it, but she's going to fucking give you a library card because if she doesn't, she's going to be fired. And even my oldest was like, was that... Was she being racist? Because we just turned around and walked out because I was so enraged. I was like, I don't want to have a moment like this in front of my children mm-hmm. in the library. Yeah. I'm going to just be like, okay, fine. I'll bring ID. And we left. I didn't want to go back the same day. I was like, I'm too fucking pissed right now. Yeah. Came back the next day with their passports. Saw a girl. She was going out to lunch. And she was like, I wanted to look her in the face. And she was like averting her eyes and mm-hmm. like ran out of the building. And there was another young man there, totally nice. He was like, oh, yeah, sure. You got the Kenatalas. Here's the form you fill out. And he was like, oh, they do need an adult uh, to sign on, like an adult's Kenatala. And I was like, oh, I don't have mine yet. But my husband is, an, is Icelandic. He has a Kenatala. He's like, oh, yeah, sure. Just use that. I was like, does he need to come in to, like, sign for the, you know. He's like, nah. He's like, whatever. Totally simple. No, uh. No looking No out. IDs? No IDs. No eugenics? Nothing. 
No measuring their heads. <laughs> measure their heads. The width of their noses. Nothing like that. <laughs> the coiliness of their hair. This is here to Negroid for a library card. None of that. He was like, oh, here we go. He's kind. Yeah. Happy. A library card, too. A why, library. Why you gotta hold back? Why you gotta hold back on the library card? Can't have them touching our books. It's <laughs> like, is this woman serious? <sighs> yeah. So there's that. And another, another fun little thing that happened when Andre was he must have been when he was a baby we were in Iceland it might have been when he came to when we did the christening um I went book shopping I wanted to get some Icelandic kids books mm-hmm. for the husband to read to them in Icelandic and have some Icelandic picture books that's why they were saying so good now yeah <laughs> yeah because that ne- <laughs> never actually happened because my kids were like why or Andre was like what is this you're speaking to me what kind of wackadoodle this is a trick isn't it <laughs> Anyway, so this is when I was optimistic, and I was like, let's get some kids' books. Get some of the classics that, you know, that he grew up reading. Just have a little a little library. So I go to the kids' section, and uh, there was a book with uh, a line of children. Presumably, they're supposed to be children on the front. Uh, the children are all black. Like, their skin is, like, pitch black. Big red lips. Oh, no. Yes. The super nappy hair, like, at all, you're sticking out at all angles. It's like, whatever, nappy hair is nappy hair. And, like, bones in their hair and through their noses. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I was like... Was this an Icelandic book? Yes, it was an Icelandic book. I was floored. I was just standing in the kids' section, like, I was, like, looking around at people. Snorri was downstairs. I remember he was with me, he and a friend of his. I was like, what in the holy hell is this shit? So the name of the book was, uh, you can say it if you can say it for me. It's here. Jonas. Negra Straukotnich. Mm-hmm. It was originally published in 1922. Reprinted is a thing. Okay, 1922, there's a lot of fu- fucking racist children's books. Yeah. It was reprin- reprinted by an Icelandic publisher in 2007. I remember when this was reprinted, and I remember it caused a stir. Mm-hmm. And the argument for the fact that it was reprinted is that it was a cultural artifact. But you don't go and sell cultural artifacts you do not sell with a children's book. No, this is some shit you put in a museum. Yeah. And you say, can you believe that crazy shit? And you contextualize it. Yes. You don't sell it yeah. so more kids can be exposed to this bullshit. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. yeah. I was shocked. That is shocking. And it had, like, there were scenes of cannibalism... In the book, I was just, I because I flipped through, I was like, I can't believe I'm seeing this in, in in the 21st century. That is ridiculous. My mind was so blown. I was like, oh, wow. And there's also a book, another book that was reprinted. This was like a book that I saw. It's one of those little, um, you know, those little paper, tiny little like pamphlet-y kind of books for mm-hmm. young readers right. that they have. Uh, one of them features a Sambo doll. Yeah. Like a little girl has a doll that's a Sambo. And it's called Sambo throughout the book. It's a little black doll, red lips, black skin. And the whole story is about her. I can't remember what it's about because I was, again, traumatized. Because I was like, wow. When I saw it, it, was, it wasn't it was like a dog-eared, like raggedy book that was like from 1930-something. Yeah. It was a freshly printed book. Yeah. It was a, no one, they hadn't pulled it out of circulation. No, it was not. It was a book that had been like p- printed in the last few years. Mm-hmm. 
It wasn't something that somebody had, you know, had lying around from when they were a child and they were like, oh, my God, can you believe this old book with Sambo doll? It was a new book. And, you know, the we've talked about this before in our episode about food, mm-hmm. which was oh, epi- yes. episode 10. Episode I don't nine. remember. Anyway, when we were talking <laughs> about Icelandic candy. Yeah. But there's a whole line of Icelandic candy. Yeah, there's. Yeah. Called Sambo. Called Sambo. And it has been brought to the company's attention over and over and over again. This is not a cool thing mm-hmm. to call your black candy. Yeah. And they're just like, fuck it. Yeah. Fuck you. We're going to call it that. But it's tradition. Yeah. A lot of shit was tradition. Doesn't mean it's good. No, it does not mean you should keep on doing it. No, it does not. Yeah. You know what else was tradition? Female genital mutilation. Yeah. That's also traditional. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's how I feel about that. There's just such a... What is the word I'm looking for? There's such a narrow idea of what it means to be Icelandic. Like, who is an Icelander? Yeah. Like, they have to look a certain way and behave a certain way. Or, yeah, maybe not behave a certain way, but they definitely have to look a certain way. And, like, the the idea that you're, like, descended from a lineage of Icelanders. Yeah. I mean, at least I don't want to. I don't want to sound like I'm praising America too much, but at least we do have the idea that like Americans come from like a, from everywhere. From everywhere. Yeah. I mean, that is like one idea of Americans. That mm-hmm. obviously, I mean, that's my idea of, of America. Yeah, that's that's supposed to be the idea of America. Yeah. But then, of course, you go anywhere else in the world, and all American means white Mm -hmm. like people who go to teach abroad like to teach english as a second language in asia especially they want white people and if you're blonde and blue-eyed woo, they definitely want you to teach english because otherwise are you really american i don't know if this person is really do you really speak speak english English? they get that yeah or even when i've gone where was it in dominican republic and told like people I'm American. They were like, huh? They're like, you're not from Brazil? I'm like, nope. Nope. I'm American. You not hear the words coming out of my mouth. I am an American. Because they started speaking to you in Portuguese. I'm like, nope. American. There's outside of America, there's a very, there's still a very pretty narrow view of what American is, too. I wonder if things will change a little bit because I feel like Iceland is quickly approaching a turning point right now mm-hmm. and the economy things have been really good here there's been lots of money mm-hmm. and i feel like when things get too good iceland iceland especially when it comes to like immigration and stuff like that is mm-hmm. a little bit snotty mm-hmm. about like you can't come into the country now yeah we don't need a lot of foreigners here right now Right. Leeching off of our mm-hmm. of our of our welfare and all of our wealth right now. Mm-hmm. But I feel like things are gonna change a soon. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been in the headlines recently that tourism is on the it's not leveling off. Yet. Yeah, but it's leveling off. It's definitely not growing as fast as it once was. Mm-hmm. And the number of people visiting Iceland is starting to decrease. Right. Which is strikes terror into the heart of most people in Iceland because it's like a huge domino effect. Even yeah. if you don't work for the tourist industry. That's where all the money is coming from. Exactly. Like a large amount of money. It's just 
foreign cash injected into Iceland and then right. spread around exactly. a relatively few number of people. Mm-hmm. And there's foreign workers who are coming here to work on projects because there's not enough Icelanders to go around. Unemployment's yeah. super duper low. Mm-hmm. Like, it's way too low. Mm-hmm. Businesses are having to pay way too much for labor because there's just not enough people to go around. Mm-hmm. We are, we're like, us for us to get someone to come paint our house, mm-hmm. forget about it. You gotta book it like half a year in advance. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you can't paint for here for half the year because it's too wet outside. Right. So good luck getting your house painted. <laughs> I mean, it's just like the whole thing is is unsustainable. Yeah. But now that things are starting to turn down and weather, I'm just wondering if maybe Iceland will be a little bit more open about, like, others and outsiders. I don't, I don't know. know. Because I, I got to say, in my experience, that's when people get even more, like, xenophobic and cutthroat because... There are fewer jobs to go around. Yeah, but there's lots of foreigners here right now. Yeah. Like, even li- living here now versus 10 years ago, mm-hmm. when the number of foreigners and foreign workers was much, much lower, I feel like there wasn't quite so much animosity mm-hmm. towards, like, for example, Polish people. Yeah. There's lots of Polish immigrants, Filipino immigrants. Mm-hmm. And back then, it was sort of like, oh, wow, you chose, like, to come to Iceland. That's like, like, it was almost like, thanks for, thanks for choosing us. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Whereas now it's just, there's so much animosity towards like, why don't you learn the fucking language? Yeah. What are you contributing? What, mm-hmm. you're just going to take this money and send it back home? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, why the fuck shouldn't they take their money and send it back <laughs> home? They worked for it. They did. They painted your fucking house. In the job that you don't want. Yeah, in the job that you don't want, mm-hmm. yet you want them to come do it. Right. You know, you want people to come work at your hospital. Do you want to pay them a living wage? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But you still want them to come. You still want people to come work, and you're you know the nation will employ these people, but they'll be super shitty to them. Yeah, I'm hoping that as like Iceland backs away from extreme like success and wealth <laughs> and like economic booming, that maybe people will get their heads on straight about foreigners. I don't know. Maybe it's a process. It's something new for Iceland. You know, having a lot of not Icelanders living here. Yeah, that's definitely true. That's definitely true. So they're going to be growing pains. Should we just remind people, especially the Americans listening, mm-hmm. to go register to vote if you're if you're, <laughs> in Ice, if you're living in Iceland to listen to us because you're uh, an American abroad. Mm-hmm. You need to go register to vote. Register to vote. Absentee. There are lots of different websites that can help you out figure that shit out register so you can get your ballot and you can vote fvap.gov mm-hmm. that's foxtrot victor alpha papa dot gov federal voter assistance program yep dot uh, gov <laughs> and there are other ones I can't remember the names of them though but even it, just put it in the google Americans yeah. voting abroad yes boom midterms November 6th coming right up Cutoffs are going to be next month in October, probably. Yep. So you got to get most places. Yeah, you got to order your forms. You can Mm -hmm. get them back by October. I was talking with someone about straight privilege, and they were asking me like, "What is straight privilege?" And I was like, "They really were." Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think they like generally want to talk about it. Okay. And I I wanted to talk to them about it. Mm -hmm. It was someone from work. It's so hard to tell sometimes. Well, if this was in person, but sometimes in the on the internet. 
Yeah. When people ask those kind of questions, it's like, do you really want to know or are you just being an asshole? Well, this was someone I was this was an Iceland that I was talking with mm-hmm. and they were telling me that they that they felt like that like the LGBT community had it like really good here. And I was like, Yeah, I mean like relatively mm-hmm. it's a it's a good place to live. I mean, I mean it's better like, than Russia. Yeah, exactly. Like you <laughs> probably are not gonna be killed, but like there's still like homophobia here. Mm-hmm. That still happens, there's still violence against gay people that happens here. I mean, granted it's not like mm-hmm. It's not as bad as it is in a lot of places. It's relatively like not not so bad, but you know. But there, but then you know, then there, there's other kinds of like shit that you got to put up with, like things like straight privilege, mm-hmm. which I don't know. I think sometimes <laughs> it's hard to explain to someone who. Like, well, the thing is, I feel like even though it's not as bad, and relatively speaking, is okay here. If you and the little microaggressions you have to deal with and the little jokes and the little comments that seem innocuous, Mm -hmm. if those are let go and just accepted, they kind of get accepted as like, okay and as truth with a capital T Mm -hmm. about certain groups of people. Yeah. And that leads down a road we don't want to go down. But those microaggressions, I think, leave you feeling othered. Yeah. And you can't help but feel that way. Yeah. And it accumulates over time. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, straight privilege is not having somebody come up to you and ask you who is the genetic father of, father of this child. Yeah. You don't do that with straight people. It's just also having to, like, come out over and over again. Mm-hmm. Or even if they have adopted kids. You don't come up to, you know, nobody asks. No, but I mean, even, even um, gay people who don't have a family. Mm-hmm. Like, just knowing that you're going to have to come out to people. Mm-hmm. And it's not... It's it's just like knowing that, that conversation is going to take place at some point where they'd be like, well, ask about your wife. And you're like, no, I don't have a wife. I actually have um, a partner who's 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 a man. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like people are caught off guard a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And that's when they do their little like theater of tolerance. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're like I have I have a Polish Puerto Rican uncle <laughs> who's gay. So don't have to worry about me. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. Like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like I'm okay. See, I just showed you how I'm okay. Yeah, like, I signified uh, to you, and then you, and then you, you know. Yeah. I just feel like you know. Sometimes you just don't want to like do all that. Yeah. Because you know it's gonna like a big. It's gonna be a thing. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you're straight, you don't have to do that. No. Like ever. I've so f- never had to tell somebody. Oh yeah, I'm straight. Yeah. Never in my life I've ever had to do that. You know, I found with because in in uh, a workplace here that I work at. Mm-hmm. I find that, that because there's so many young people, mm-hmm. I found that the younger Icelanders don't really, we don't, we don't go through that whole thing. Yeah. Which I kind of like. Uh, yeah. That's pretty true. I think across the board. They don't all have Younger people are just like, whatever. Yeah. Although they do use the Snapchat way too much. <laughs> <laughs> but that's another kettle of fish. <laughs> that's another problem. Should we talk about the... Just briefly about the, um, we got a little bit of feedback from someone that thought that maybe we were yes. offending people. Yes. We got some <clears throat> feedback that we were being offensive to Icelanders, that we were being too critical and mm-hmm. harsh on Icelanders. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just really have to say that if we're getting that kind of feedback, I feel like we're really doing the right thing. <laughs> we're touching the right nerve? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't think that, I don't, I don't feel like we're being unfair i don't either i mean i feel we're talking about our experiences and 
There's, there, there's good experiences we have here. There's bad experiences we have here. And I don't think we're editing really the sort of like the experiences that we have here. I think we're trying to be pretty honest yeah. about things here. Yeah. And I think people want a full picture. Exactly. You don't want to hear just like, oh, Iceland is so great. Yeah. We are not funded by the Chamber of Commerce. We are not. We're not. <laughs> the Tourism Board is not paying us. I think people appreciate knowing like the good and the bad yeah. about anything. Especially because hopefully we're, we're some voices that are not regularly heard coming out of Iceland. That's the truth. Yeah. You don't regularly hear from the blacks and the gays living in Iceland. Nope. There's so few of us. <laughs> we should, yeah, we're kind of, we're, yeah. We're the voice of the voiceless. Yeah. So if that is, you know, if that's something that is bothering or, you know, if they feel it's not like casting a very positive light on Iceland, then... I just have to say that, you know, Iceland's a real place and there's good and there's bad. Exactly. It's not some fantasy land. No. Yeah. And if it's making people uncomfortable, maybe they should take a look why it, why it makes them feel uncomfortable. True. It's like, why does this make me mad? It's like, am I talking about you? Yeah. Like, has this... Maybe, maybe that's why. Is this something that you've done to somebody or a way that you've treated someone else? Or maybe someone has told you, oh, this bothers me and mm-hmm. you've, like, poo-pooed them and dismissed them? Yeah. Maybe you should be listening. Exactly. Mm. You should subscribe. Subscribe, rate, and review. Yeah, subscribe, rate, and review. <laughs> Thanks. Well, I just wanted to say that yeah, this this was this was this was a heavy and um, uh, really rewarding the conversation mm-hmm. that we've had this time. Yeah. And maybe we'll do something super fun and light and silly next time. Yeah. We can mix it up a little bit. We can. Because you know what? That's the human experience. Mm -hmm. And no one's paying us so we can do whatever the fuck we want. We really can. (laughs) It's like if you don't agree with what we're saying, start your own fucking podcast. That's right. All right. I'm ready. ready. You know what? I'm super ready for season two. Oh. I'm trying to just take this new places. (laughs) You're like you're standing on the mountaintop looking out. Uh, All the places you can go. uh, Join us. On this adventure. Bless, bless y'all. Bless, bless (laughs) y'all.